when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. How you doing, Internet? It is a very special bonus pod of Waypoint Radio today because we want to introduce you to Queerly Beloved, which is Broadly's brand new podcast, a multifaceted portrait of LGBTQ chosen family, the people who help us figure out who we are and inspire us to live as our most authentic selves. And joining me today is the co-host of Queerly Beloved, Sarah Burke. How you doing, Sarah? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. We're excited about this podcast because, of course, uh, Waypoint itself and so much of Waypoint's audience is queer, identifies as queer, and is, I think, excited uh, to have a queer-focused podcast, especially one that isn't just about romantic love. That was one of the things I got the most excited about, about hearing about this, you know, specific podcast, because there's many kinds of love, right? And they're all pretty important in our lives, I think. Yeah, I mean, that was my whole interest coming into this project, I feel like we've come pretty far in terms of representing queer stories in media, but there's still a lot of really common tropes, right? We get the coming out stories, we get the super traumatic, everyone queer dies stories, and then then we get the cute romance stories, which I think are great, and I love those. But I also think, you know, in thinking about what we don't hear— stories of queer chosen family was something I was really interested in, thinking about, like, platonic queer relationships. Because I do think, you know, there there's not one way to be queer, but there is undeniably a queer culture and a, a way that queer people relate to each other. And I just wanted to kind of explore that. Awesome. And is that how you, this all kind of came about? Like, was it your idea? Was it your pitch? Or how did it kind of come about uh, here at Bias and Broadly? Yeah, well, it was my idea. We, you know, we have a column called Queerly Beloved on the Broadly website that has interviews and personal essays um, that are just about chosen family and queer relationships in general. They have some stuff in there about polyamory as well. Um, and so that was already in existence. And then when we were thinking about podcast ideas, this just came up and I proposed it to um, the Vice's audio producer, Sophie Kazis. And she was super excited about it. She's also queer. So yeah, we've been working on it together for about like the past six months. Fantastic. Well, you can tell because the first episode is amazing, super well produced, uh, and a really, really nice story. Like it was really heartwarming. Thank you so much. I got a little teary a couple times, certainly, while I was listening to it, uh, because it's very much about it's about romantic love and also finding community and also dealing with loss in a in a really like very real and raw way, which I thought was super beautiful. So yeah, tender is definitely a word that has come up between Sophie and I countless times throughout this production process. Um, (laughs) I'm sure. Because most of the episodes are kind of like that. I mean, you you might expect it. 
talking about, you know, these really intimate relationships. But I think a lot of the stories are very, turn out to be very heartwarming. And especially this one, since it does deal with all of those themes you talked about. Yeah. I won't, I won't spoil anything because people should listen to the podcast, but uh, highly recommended. Uh, and one of the things I did want to ask about uh, specifically, so in listening to this episode, one of the things that really, really uh, sort of popped out to me, I guess, is that this did not feel like a one-on-one level podcast for for queer people. This felt very much like this is for queer people. This is for people in the community, first and foremost, more so than like for a general audience. You know, the way that some things, you know, sort of more general audience uh, pieces of media might have like an explainer for what, say, you know, masculine of center means mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. what play parties are or et cetera, et cetera, like different terms that are used. And I just was curious if there was a conversation about making this like a more entry level type of media or were you like, no, this is, you know, really focused on queer stories. We're not going to necessarily do that handholding for other audiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's actually funny. I'm glad you brought that up. And I think, to be totally honest, that is more of just a byproduct of my being queer, working with a queer producer, all of our sources being queer, <laughs> of <Awesome>. course. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that, you know, I really love that. Um, yeah. I do think that it is important. Obviously, like accessibility is very important. But I'm also really big into queer media that is clearly made for queer people, right? I think it's so great to really prioritize the audience you're speaking to and show them that you're prioritizing them because it can get you know, a little exhausting as a queer listener to have to like, (laughs) everyone's explaining what, you know, masculine of setter means, what butch means, what, you know, and we were more interested in, I guess, you know, not doing something that was 101, but allowing people to do their own research if they want, and allowing queer people to really hear stories that they don't get to hear elsewhere. Yeah, I think that's a really strong choice. I will applaud that. I will be the first one to applaud that. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's really rad. Um, Because, yeah, there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of things you can go and read (laughs) if you need the 101 lesson. (laughs) And a lot of those things are on Broadly. Like, we do do a lot of um, explainer-type things, especially, like, guides to getting into certain kinks and identities and things like that. Um, So it's nice to have something a little different. Absolutely. So on that note, on the note of, you know, creating something specifically for queer communities, you know, for queer folks by queer folks – how do you navigate? And this is this is a broad question for the podcast as well as, you know, media in general. I think this is a pretty uh, <laughs> evergreen question. But how do you navigate the sometimes confusing and sometimes honestly harrowing world of online queer communities? Because, of course, <laughs> sometimes creating queer content can get really difficult. There's issues around over and under representation, problematic queer content. This is something I myself I'm queer myself and I have fucked up on this. Absolutely. And been rightly called out for. Uh, but there can be it can be tough out there, of course, um, and rightfully so. But how do you navigate that? Like, how do you how do you plan to kind of navigate that with this podcast and with the content you're making? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I think with our specific sources, we just made sure to let each person identify how they identify. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and not be prescriptive at all and just let each person tell their stories from their own perspectives. We also did try to obviously offer a diversity of stories. Um, but I think, you know, you're always 
going to be lacking. You can you can never have like 100% diversity. And I do feel like there's so much more in terms of intersectional intersectional experiences and diversity in general that I'd want to explore, you know, on season two, if we get to do that, I think we could bring race into it a lot more. Um, so I'll be, you know, I'll be the first to admit that there's so much more that we could do. Um, but other than that, you know, like I think We'd really just like the stories to speak for themselves. Like I said, they're very intimate stories. Um, and I think that is also nice because we're not, you know, making these huge claims about every queer person is like this. Every queer experience is like this. This is what it means to be queer. It's not like that at all. Um, it's just stories of people, you know, finding community in different ways. Awesome. And that does seem to be the way of doing it, right? Letting people have their voice and, and you know, ha- using the platform in, in positive ways like that. So Yeah, I Rad. think so. Rad, yeah. So uh, you talked a tiny bit about tropes earlier, but I do want to sort of ask, because this is difficult for anyone to do. This is difficult for anybody who's, like, you know, seeking out stories and finding the best stories and putting them on a platform. How are you going to navigate sort of avoiding tropes? Because for some people, the coming out story really is a thing, right? Or the the sort of, you know, uh, <laughs> I wrote down here the unrequited lesbian love best friend because, of course, that's <laughs> that's a big one too. Of right. course. So how do you how do you avoid those while also like you know being real that okay sometimes these are the experiences right sometimes these are the stories. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, first off, I think the main trope that we were trying to avoid a bit with this podcast is the main trope that gets attached to the idea of queer chosen family, which is that, you know, a queer person comes out, isn't accepted by their family, gets thrown out on the street, um, and has to build a family for themselves. Um, And that's not to say that that story is not valid and that that doesn't happen because it absolutely does. It absolutely still happens. But just that we're all a little bit familiar with that story already, you know, that's something that we have seen before. And we were really interested in exploring all the different dimensions of a queer chosen family, all of the different manifestations and the ways that it could look and really thinking about, I guess, extending even what our collective idea of queer chosen family means, right? So we we have one episode that is about a sex worker and their client. And that's a a relationship that a lot of people wouldn't necessarily first think of when they think of queer chosen family. But, you know, between them, it does qualify. Um, we have a piece that is about an incarcerated gay man and his pen pal across, you know, who's not incarcerated. And so we're trying to bring in, like, just different angles, different aspects of identity, aspects of intersectionality that people might not necessarily think about. So even if we do have certain tropes, you know, we do have um, a episode that involves a coming out story. We're trying to make sure that include it, it includes all of the color of that person's experience because inevitably yeah. it's going to kind of defy the trope in some ways because tropes tend to be a little simplified. Sure. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Is there anything you want to plug also about the podcast? I would just love for everyone to listen to the first episode, which is out today. Um, Awesome. And you can find it on Apple Podcasts by just searching Queerly Beloved. You can also find it on Acast and basically anywhere else where you get your podcasts. 
Awesome. Thank you so, so much, Sarah. I'm going to do the usual sort of outro so people have all the good stuff. Uh, as always, shout outs to Bowen for letting us use his track, Miss You, off the EP Pill Machine. We're on Twitter at Waypoint. We're on Facebook at Waypoint Vice. YouTube, Waypoint Vice. Twitch.tv slash Waypoint. And of course, you can read everything on Waypoint at waypoint.vice.com. And Sarah, again, thank you so, so much. This has been Sarah Burke, the host or co-host, rather, of the Queerly Beloved podcast, which you should definitely listen to. The first episode is out today. Thank you so much for having me. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.